Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, read by your host, me, Eli. Chapter 11. Fire Eater sneezes and forgives Pinocchio, who saves his friend Harlequin from death. In the theater, great excitement reigned. Fire Eater, this was really his name, was very ugly, but he was far from being as bad as he looked. Proof of this is that when he saw the poor marionette being brought into him, struggling with fear and crying, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, he felt sorry for him and began first to waver and then to weaken. Finally, he could control himself no longer and gave a loud sneeze. At that sneeze, Harlequin, who until then had been as sad as a weeping willow, smiled happily and leaning toward the marionette whispered to him, Good news, brother mine. Fire Eater has sneezed and this is a sign that he feels sorry for you. You are saved. For be it known that while other people, when sad and sorrowful, weep and wipe their eyes, Fire Eater, on the other hand, had the strange habit of sneezing each time he felt unhappy. The way was just as good as any other to show the kindness of his heart. After sneezing, Fire Eater, ugly as ever, cried to Pinocchio, Stop crying. Your wails give me a funny feeling down here in my stomach and... Two loud sneezes finished his speech. God bless you, said Pinocchio. Thanks. Are your father and mother still living? demanded Fire Eater. My father, yes. My mother I have never known. Your poor father would suffer terribly if I were to use you as firewood. Poor old man. I feel sorry for him. Itchy! 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 Three more sneezes sounded, louder than ever. God bless you, said Pinocchio. Thanks. However, I ought to be sorry for myself, too. Just now, my good dinner is spoiled. I have no more wood for the fire, and the lamb is only half-cooked. Never mind. In your place, I'll burn some other marionette. Hey there, officers! At the call, two wooden officers appeared, long and thin as a yard of rope, with queer hats on their heads and swords in their hands. Fire Eater yelled at them in a hoarse voice, Take Harlequin! Tie him! Throw him on the fire! I want my lamb well done! Think how poor Harlequin felt. He was so scared that his legs doubled up under him and he fell to the floor. Pinocchio, at that heartbreaking sight, threw himself at the feet of Fire Eater and, weeping bitterly, asked in a pitiful voice which could scarcely be heard, Have pity, I beg of you, signori. There are no signori here. Have pity, kind sir. There are no sirs here. Have pity, your excellency. On hearing himself addressed as your excellency, the director of the marionette theater sat up very straight in his chair, stroked his long beard, and becoming suddenly kind and compassionate, smiled proudly as he said to Pinocchio, Well, 
What do you want from me now, Marionette? I beg for mercy for my poor friend Harlequin, who has never done the least harm in his life. There is no mercy here, Pinocchio. I have spared you. Harlequin must burn in your place. I am hungry, and my dinner must be cooked. In that case, said Pinocchio proudly, as he stood up and flung away his cap of dough, in that case, my duty is clear. Come, officers, tie me up and throw me on those flames. No, it is not fair for poor Harlequin, the best friend that I have in the world, to die in my place. These brave words, said in a piercing voice, made all the other marionettes cry. Even the officers, who were made of wood also, cried like two babies. Fire Eater at first remained hard and cold as a piece of ice, but then, little by little, he softened and began to sneeze. And after four or five sneezes, he opened his arms and said to Pinocchio, You are a brave boy. Come to my arms and kiss me. Pinocchio ran to him and scurrying like a squirrel up the long black beard, he gave Fire Eater a loving kiss on the tip of his nose. Has pardon been granted to me? Asked poor Harlequin with a voice that was hardly a breath. Pardon is yours, answered Fire Eater, and sighing and wagging his head, he added, Well, tonight I shall have to eat my lamb only half cooked, but beware the next time, marionettes. At the news that pardon had been given, the marionettes ran to the stage, and turning on all the lights, they danced and sang till dawn. Chapter 12 Fire Eater gives Pinocchio five gold pieces for his father, Geppetto, but the marionette meets a fox and a cat and follows them. The next day, Fire Eater called Pinocchio aside and asked him, what is your father's name? Geppetto. And what is his trade? He's a woodcarver. Does he earn much? He earns so much that he never has a penny in his pockets. Just think that in order to buy me an ABC book for school, he had to sell the only coat he owned, a coat so full of darns and patches that it was a pity. Poor fellow. I feel sorry for him. Here... Take these five gold pieces. Go, give them to him with my kindest regards. Pinocchio, as may easily be imagined, thanked him a thousand times. He kissed each marionette in turn, even the officers, and beside himself with joy, set out on his homeward journey. He had gone barely half a mile when he met a lame fox and a blind cat, walking together like two good friends. The lame fox leaned on the cat, and the blind cat let the fox lead him along. Good morning, Pinocchio, said the fox, greeting him courteously. How do you know my name? asked the marionette. I know your father well. Where have you seen him? I saw him yesterday, standing at the door of his house. And what was he doing? He was in his shirt sleeves, trembling with cold. Poor father, 
But after today, God willing, he will suffer no longer. Why? Because I have become a rich man. You are a rich man? said the fox, and he began to laugh out loud. The cat was laughing also, but tried to hide it by stroking his long whiskers. There's nothing to laugh at, cried Pinocchio angrily. I am very sorry to make your mouth water, but these, as you know, are five new gold pieces. As he pulled out the gold pieces, which Fire Eater had given him. At the cheerful tinkle of the gold, the fox unconsciously held out, held out his paw that was supposed to be lame, and the cat opened wide his two eyes till they looked like live coals, but he closed them again so quickly that Pinocchio did not notice. And may I ask, inquired the fox, what are you going to do with all that money? First of all, answered the marionette, I want to buy a fine new coat for my father, a coat of gold and silver with diamond buttons. After that, I'll buy an ABC book for myself. For yourself? For myself. I want to go to school and study hard. Look at me, said the fox. For the silly reason of wanting to study, I have lost a paw. No, I don't want to go. Home is near, and I'm going where father is waiting for me. How unhappy he must be that I have not yet returned. I've been a bad son, and the talking cricket was right when he said that a disobedient boy cannot be happy in this world. I have learned this at my own expense. Even last night in the theater, when Fire Eater, brrr, the shivers ran up and down my back, the mere thought of it. Well then, the fox said, if you really want to go home, Go ahead, but you will be sorry. You will be sorry, repeated the cat. Think well, Pinocchio. You are turning your back on Dame Fortune. On Dame Fortune, repeated the cat. Tomorrow, your five gold pieces will be two thousand. Two thousand, repeated the cat. But how can they possibly become so many, asked Pinocchio. Wonderingly, I'll explain, said the fox. You must know that just outside the city of Simple Simons, there is a blessed field called the Field of Wonders. And in this field, you dig a hole, and in the hole, you bury a gold piece. After covering up the hole with earth, you water it well, sprinkle a bit of salt on it, and go to bed. During the night, the gold piece sprouts, grows, blossoms, and next morning you find a beautiful tree that is loaded with gold pieces. So that if I were to bury my five gold pieces, cried Pinocchio with growing wonder, next morning I should find how many? It is very simple to figure out, answered the fox. Why, you can figure it out on your fingers. Granted that each piece gives you five hundred Multiply five hundred by five. Next morning, you will find twenty five hundred new sparkling gold pieces. Fine, fine, cried Pinocchio, dancing about with joy. And as soon as I have them, I shall keep two thousand for myself, and the other five hundred I'll give to you two. A gift for us, cried the fox, pretending to be insulted. 
Why, of course not. Of course not, repeated the cat. We do not work for gain, answered the fox. We work only to enrich others. To enrich others, replied the cat. What good people, thought Pinocchio to himself. And forgetting his father, the new coat, the ABC book, and all his good resolutions, he said to the fox and to the cat, Let us go. I am with you.